Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm James Courtney. Tony Delberto. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Revell. V8s prepare for their Anzac Day debut. Yeah, it's a seriously special day and, you know, if we can put AFL and V8 sort of back-to-back, it's going to be a pretty cool day of viewing for sport fans. So, um, yeah, uh, it's cool to be part of it. And Restart procedures, revert to 2013 spec and the Nissan PlayStation GT Academy kicks off in Australia. And we hope to, to find uh, uh, a talented Australian. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. V8 supercars are looking forward to heading to New Zealand this weekend, particularly at the chance of racing on Anzac Day. HRT, who launched their 2014 Anzac livery last week in Melbourne, have been a great supporter of the RSL, and driver James Courtney is particularly looking forward to racing on the big day. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. You know, it's, it's pretty special for us at HRT. We always you know, put on a bit of a shirt for Anzac Day and, and uh, you know, do what we can to show our support so uh, I don't think this year will will be any different we're actually racing on Anzac Day which is pretty cool Uh, but yeah I'd I'd look forward to I'll probably bust out my Anzac helmet again for for this one and and, uh, go to New Zealand it's going to be an interesting format it's very very different to what we've used previously or run with previously so uh, we'll see how we go. Fabian Coulthard and Scott McLaughlin both told the VAD insiders what Anzac Day's like in New Zealand and what they'll be doing to mark the day. Oh, I think it's massive, you know what I mean? It's, you know, they went to fight for us, basically, so you know, hopefully we can do the fighting for them. Oh, it's pretty big, it's just like Australia. Obviously they have the dawn services and stuff, and I think I'm going to one on Friday morning, so um, it's a special thing. My, my great-grandfather was in the war and a few things, so, I mean, it's close to my heart, So it's um, and like it is for all Kiwis and Aussies, so it's going to be pretty cool to race on Anzac Day. Ross Stone has said that it'll be a hectic day with practice, qualifying and racing all back-to-back. The schedule over there in, in at Fopukekoe is really tight. Um, you know, like we have one 20-minute session, I think, and then you go into qualifying not long after. And So it, it, it's I know there's been a lot of work put into it, and so all, all we can do as a group is just support that work and um, ho- hopefully put a good show on. Can you explain what Anzac Day is like for a New Zealander? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I, I've been over here in Australia since '86, and you know, um, Australians are passionate about Anzac Day. But I've got to tell you, the Kiwis are—they're um, as passionate, you know, as any Aussie is. And um, it's going to be interesting how it's all going to work. But I'm sure the crowd of Pukekohe generates a real real atmosphere there that's a bit special you know so I'm hoping it really works for everybody involved um, because 
moving into Anzac Day. I guess other other sports are, you know, like NRL. I think they're going to have three games on Anzac Day. So um, we'll give it our best and see how we go. I know you've been a long time away, but uh, in New Zealand, because Australia always had almost a ban on trading before lunchtime, uh, sport took a long, long time before it was allowed to be played. Has New Zealand had that sort of lockout of the day? Oh, absolutely. Identical, um, you know, like I used to, my father was a RSA, which is returned, same as an RSL, Returned Soldiers Association, and um, and I used to go as a scout, as a kid, you know, to, oh, and, and with my parents and stuff like that. Um, and so RS, you know, Anzac Day is just, it's just a special day over there, you know. I think um, everybody takes it on board and treats it with respect. Jamie Winkup hopes to turn around some disappointing form at Winton on Anzac Day in New Zealand. Um, Anzac Day is huge for, for Australians uh, and also uh, also New Zealand. So New Zealanders. So, um, yeah, it's a big day. It's a, it's a special day. We'll be reflecting on... Uh, on what an awesome country we live in, um, and you know, for Australia and New Zealand, um, and how awesome the, those diggers were, and, and how, uh, how 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 proud we are of what they what they did for, for all of us. Team owner Charlie Swerkel. Is it hard to think where, you know, you are now asking people to shift some of their weekend to to follow the race on the Friday? Yeah, look, I understand that. Um, I don't think it will. I think we've got so many passionate fans and followers of the sport. I don't think it will really alter. Um, I think people will continue to follow it. So, no, it should be all right, I think. They, they follow the footy in a massive way, and it's bigger, I think, because they're such iconic games. And, and racing in New Zealand, I, I think it'll be, especially New Zealand fans coming, I think it'll be quite a big thing. It's a public holiday, of course, and I think it'll be big. As you heard from Ross Stone, it will be a hectic day with the first and only practice session on Friday followed 15 minutes later by qualifying for race 10. And only 52 minutes later, the red lights will go out on the first ever Anzac race in the Australian Touring Car and V8 Supercar history. Unfortunately, the race will not be the lead-in to the opening bounce of the Essendon-Collingwood clash as television coverage is from 10am till 12.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Well, with Matthew White's departure from Seven, this weekend will be hosted by Neil Crompton with Mark Scaife as his co-commentator. V8 Supercars have advised the V8 Insiders that the rest of the season will see the same on-air team with no one replacing White. Rick Kelly is looking forward to getting back on track in the Nissan as he's still smarting after a tough weekend at Winton. I'm a little bit frustrated still from Winton, so I can't wait to get back in the car and, and try and get it up the front. Last year when we went to New Zealand, we, were, um, we weren't too bad and we're still understanding the brand new car. And, you know, this year we, we, our expectations are obviously a little higher than they were this time last year. The, the track itself, though, is a very exciting one. It's, it really does provide absolutely everything. You've got one of the slower corners that we attend. You've got a couple of really fast, sweeping corners like the last two that we go through and a turn one, which, is, again, is quite quick. And uh, obviously there's a couple of new corners in a complex over the back side of the circuit, which has got a really new and high grip circuit. So from a setup point of view, it's very difficult to get a, a car set up that really favours all those different elements. So really good challenge from that point of view. And from a driver point of view, it's actually a very enjoyable track. And last year, the first time back there since 07, produced a lot of exciting racing. So just um, looking forward to it. We've had a couple of weeks off now. Like we say, we've been to Winton, which is a challenging track from a driver's point of view, um, physically inside the car with a 
tyres going away and so on and now we had to uh, again a track that's um, probably a little bit more exciting and uh, the only one that we do in New Zealand as well. The Nissan PlayStation GT Academy is now live in Australia with fans able to log on to qualify for the GT Academy Australia final via GT6 on PlayStation 3. The next live event where you can race in person will be at the Perth V8 Supercar Round. Jonathan Bowers was in Australia and the V8 Insiders got an insight in how the live events and the online events will work together in finding Australia's representative. If you have a, a PlayStation 3 at home and a, and a copy of the GC6 game, you can you can log on to the PlayStation Network and um, take part in some online challenges. And uh, again, uh, if you, if you uh, post one of the better, better times uh, in the challenges, then there's, there's also 14 places up for grabs for those best online gamers. Um, later in the year, we're going to bring the, uh, the, best, the best 14 from live events, the best from online gaming together to an event to be held here in, in Australia where we will um, whittle those those 28 uh, gamers down to the best six Australians and uh, those guys are going to come along to the, uh, the race camp at Silverstone in the UK and get to compete for real um, and uh, the best Australian will go up against the best gamer from, uh, from four other regions around the world competing in the same competition for the chance to, uh, to win the, uh, the opportunity to complete the GC Academy Driver Development Programme. And finally, VADX Magazine is out now looking at HRT's 25 years and how a new look management and engineering structure will be leading them back to the top. And exclusive columns from Mark Winterbottom, Mark Larkham and Gary Rogers. It's on sale now at all newsagents and for digital downloads, go to v8x.com.au. That's the news brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. Check out the entire range today at www.nobrac.com.au. That's n-o-b-r-a-c.com.au. After the break, John Bannon and William Dale will join us on this week's White Flag Lap. Frosty Winterbottom talks about racing in Brazil. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from speedtv.com.au, it's William Dale. Good evening, William. Good evening, Craig. And from V8X Magazine, new edition out now, as I mentioned, John Bannon. Good evening, Craig. Well, we're racing in New Zealand. We're racing on Anzac Day. William, uh, first time in 55 years, the uh, Touring Car Championship V8 Supercars, call it what you will, is going to race on that day. And uh, it's good and bad in some ways. You would have liked it to be, you know, checker flag wave, podium, 
Burns at the Collingwood Essendon game, but it's it's not quite that good. It's a couple of hours before. Well, that's true. But in equally, though, it is good to see, I guess, V8 supercars branching out into the, and trying to build the same sort of heritage rounds that the that, for example, AFL and NRL have built up over over their years. It's fantastic to see V8s racing on Anzac Day, and it's a it's a round that I guess is particularly special has of course particular significance for Anzac Day being in being the New Zealand round of the series. And of course, John, there's, there's plenty of New Zealanders that could get up and do the winning. Well, that's right. There's uh, three uh, young and, and fast guys. Although I guess uh, maybe uh, Fabian Coulthard's probably the the veteran amongst the the trio, even though he's uh, I think uh, only about. Uh, 30 Fabian or, or thereabouts um, and of course uh, young Scott McLaughlin who's uh, just uh, become the new real fan favourite in, in V8 supercars so everyone's using uh, his sayings like uh, giving it a bit of jandle and and uh, of course he's uh, now got quite a, a, a large following um, and of course Shane Van Gisbergen who I guess for the last few years has been the, this uh, fast uh, raw pace that he's had, and uh, and it is really meant to be the the guy, the, the next big uh, thing. And but uh, then uh, Scott's come along, so it's you got three drivers there who are really at the top of their game, and and they're three guys that really could all potentially win the championship this year. So uh, you know, there's, there's plenty for Kiwi fans to cheer for uh, this weekend. And William, one of the uh, interesting things is you've got Red Bull coming off what would be termed a devastating loss if we were talking football. Well, that's true. Winton was an absolute shocker for them. They just didn't really seem to get any pace out of their cars. But then again, you look back at the history books and it was the exact same thing last year. Apart from Wincup leading briefly on the Saturday till he had a mechanical problem, the rest of their weekend um, on both fronts was, was absolutely garbage. So you'd have to suspect that that would probably be a bit of an isolated incident. And I guess we'll know that for sure when we can, when they roll off the tra- well, I was going to say roll off the trucks, but roll off the planes probably a bit more accurate at Pukekohe this weekend. And you look back at their form guide last year, Lounsey was there or thereabouts over the course of the weekend, and Wincup, of course, won one race despite being <laughs> despite copying a um, Ford Falcon to the door on the last lap, and was also as as well there or thereabouts for the rest of the weekend. So you'd have to. I'm, I'm sure everyone at Red Bull has been working very hard in the last couple of weeks since Winton to try and isolate what was the cause of their issues and how to prevent it from happening again. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them back near the top of the timesheets this weekend. John, one of the interesting parts of this weekend is it's the second time they've gone to Pukekohe with one, the car of the future, but two, or the new generation car, excuse me, and two, we've also seen that the cars are going to be on the new configuration of Pukekohe, which they ran on last year. And at every track they've gone to so far, they've got considerably quicker. Well, yes, and, and I guess as um, they, they continue to develop these cars of the future, and uh, and I guess all the, the time and, and effort that um, and the resources that the, the teams are putting in, uh, we, we can only expect that the times will um, get faster. Obviously, uh, the tyres the plays a role in that as well. Uh, but, yeah, um, I think, you know, I just agree with what, what you've said there, Craig. Um, you know, times are, are getting a bit 
bit quicker, whether it's um, that the, the teams are developing slightly better um, aero packages for the for their cars, or um, they're you know they're finding um, that the drivers are finding that extra tenth or so. Uh, there's no doubt that, um, that that the boys are are getting that little bit quicker. Do you think we can take much out of the form guide from last year, William? I think it'll be a pretty big pointer as to, what, in a way, what we can expect. And don't forget that this weekend the racing kicks off on the Friday, so there's only that one practice session and a very brief practice session at that for everyone to sort of get their heads around how the cars are, will be this weekend before heading into qualifying and racing. So anyone that's got a pretty good bank of data and rolled off and and rolls off the plane fast on Friday, it will stand a pretty good chance. And you'd have to think that all the teams did well there last year, Red Bull, um, HRT had a fair bit of pace. Um, of course, the Brad Jones racing cars. Ben Gisbergen was quick there in practice. And, of course, the Gary Rogers Motorsports, whilst they were Holden's last year, they were they're, they're still the same basic chassis underneath. And they were both jets around there last year. I mean, it wasn't just McLaughlin that was up there. Prammer was also very quick. And it actually wouldn't surprise me to see Dahlgren up there closer well, closer to the midfield this weekend, given that Pukkeli's probably a bit closer to the sort of tracks that he's used to over in Scandinavia. Yeah, and John, I was interested too. I think Fabian Coulthard, out of the three New Zealand drivers, is the only driver that hasn't won in New Zealand, which is quite amazing because uh, McLaughlin, of course, winning in such an amazing circumstance last year. And, uh, well, the Giz is just quick everywhere he goes. But Coulthard, as you said, the senior statesman of the New Zealanders, is the one that hasn't won. He hasn't, but this season and, and even last season, he, he's missed a consistent. Uh, there's no doubt that, that since he's uh, moved to, to BJR, he's really uh, given himself a, a, a very um, good shot at uh, being someone who's regularly uh, in contention for a, a race win. Uh, he's seems to be almost always on the podium and he currently uh, sits in third spot in the championship. So uh, for me, uh, if Fabian doesn't win a race this weekend, he will be there or thereabouts. There's no doubt that uh, he'll be picking up a a win all the minor placings. And a lot of the Kiwi fans this weekend are are probably cheering for for Scott McLaughlin. And, you know, he's a a great young bloke that's doing wonderful things for the sport. Uh, and I'm certainly a big fan of Scott myself, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised of, of those three drivers that it's uh, Fabian that uh, is a standout this weekend. All right. Now, uh, Craig Lowndes still leads the championship, William, and uh, I, there's only fools bet against Red Bull, particularly after they've been licking their wounds. Oh, exactly. And Craig was very consistent here last year, if memory serves. I haven't actually gone back and double-checked <laughs> double checked that statement. But from memory, Lowndes arrived at Pukekohe on the back foot after his disaster in Tasmania, and he had a reasonably solid solid run. Actually, come to think of it, I think he was turned around on lap one of race one and sort of fought his way back from there. And with the wealth of experience that he's got, Craig knows that, you know, it's a long season ahead. As long as he can race at or near the front and stay out of trouble, I think I think he would he'll naturally be one of the ones to watch this weekend. But I don't, off the top of my head, I don't think Craig's actually logged a round round or a race victory at Bukowski. Mm. I yes, you are correct. He hasn't. He is um, interesting. 
Yeah, he's got it's one of the few tracks left on his resume that he hasn't he hasn't had uh, a victory at, which you know it's it's always good to have a new record to uh, break. But I think uh, John, you're firmly in the Fabian Coulthard camp. What about you, William? Uh, it's hard. It's hard to go past Coulthard, but I really do think that Volvo will be one to watch again this weekend. I mean, they went to Winton playing down their chances, saying, oh, this is one of those rounds where we're just going to sort of not cruise and collect, but the car's not going to be suited, and he put the thing on pole. And you look at Pukakoe, and it's sort of a... It's sort of a... A bit like Simmons Plains, tight hairpin, fast-sweeping corners, a bit similar to Albert Park in that nature as well, where the Volvo was also quick. I think I think that car's going to be a bit of a jet this weekend, and the young man on home soil, as long as, I guess, the um, the pressure of the expectant Kiwi fans doesn't get to him, but then again, if the pressure of Jamie Wincup on his tail hasn't gotten to him, I, I don't think that'll phase him. I reckon he's probably the guy to watch this weekend. Mm, John, it's going to be interesting just to see how it all plays out. It certainly is, and it seems uh, both William and I, just to some degree of have forgotten uh, Shane Van Gisbergen in that, that discussion. I think with Coulthard's form and, and Scott being the the up-and-comer, I think to some degree Shane's the, the forgotten one in all this. But, uh, I mean, I think all three of them have massive motivation to, to do well this weekend. They only get one race a year on home soil. And uh, you know, maybe, I mean, it's probably not likely statistically at least, but... Uh, you, you can imagine uh, how the, the Kiwis will absolutely erupt if, if the three of them manage to, to take the top three positions. So, um, and, and I don't think anyone would, would begrudge them that either. Um, but as you've also said, it will be interesting to see how Red Bull turn around. And I think, uh, I guess more specifically, the battle uh, between Craig Lowndes and, and Jamie Wincup, uh, which Craig has uh, had very good running on so far this year, as you've both already mentioned. And... Uh, but can Jamie show his, his true champion qualities, um, which he has, and his de- desire and determination uh, to come back uh, into this championship and, and once again take a bit of a stranglehold? Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting. We need to take a break and back with plenty more right after this. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. John Bannon and William Dale joining me, Craig Reville. And uh, guys, one thing that's going to be very interesting is they've thrown out the AZ boards and it's back to the 2013 restart procedures. William, wasn't it exciting? Wasn't it great, the AZ boards? Why do we have to lose them? <laughs> if anyone from V8 Supercars is listening to this broadcast, if, if they need to get rid of the AZ board, if it's taking up a bit of space at their headquarters, please send it to 4 Broadcast Way, uh, Carmen, New South Wales, 2064. We'd love to take it off your hands. Um, I guess what it boils down to is, as good as a concept as it was, 
race car drivers are race car drivers and they all want to try and get the advantage and put one over the guy in front of them. And if one of them sort of misses the jump, naturally the guy behind them is going to want to have a crack. Unfortunately, at the speeds that they would then reach turn one at, we've seen, unfortunately, quite a bit of carnage that's resulted. Um, it's disappointing, but from a from a team manager's perspective, I'm sure they're absolutely wrapped that the the um, AZ boards are gone. As I think it's cost everyone quite a few dollars over the past few months. But from a fan perspective, like it was it was fantastic. Um, standing down in the garages, waiting for the field to just trundle past, trundle past, trundle past, and then just hearing them all take off as one. It was fantastic. Mm, John, what's your take on it? Well, of course, it's. I agree with William, but it's a safety issue. And I think we saw that in, in Adelaide with, with Jason Bright, where he was launched into the, the fence there at the chicane. And and as I guess there, there is that argument, that fan argument, and, and I understand as a fan myself that, you know, seeing accidents in in motorsport is exciting. But the other side of that coin is that it is also dangerous. And uh, you don't want to be... Um, I guess, uh, playing with these guys' lives. You know, they're, they're all professionals, um, but uh, at the end of the day, we all want them to come home safely as well. And I think, uh, basically, there's two issues here. It's an accident waiting to happen uh, every time uh, that they go into, you know, a first corner like that. And, and secondly, uh, as William alluded to, it costs the teams thousands and thousands of dollars you know to have to you know repair two or three cars half the field depending on how many people manage to get involved in a first corner melee sure it is great for the fans you can't deny that everyone likes to see the action but uh, from a safety point of view uh, from a cost point of view uh, it's it's probably a sensible solution and and i think in our sport we're fortunate uh we we have a lot of overtaking anyway it's not like we we wait for lap on lap for um for for cars to get past there's always something going on somewhere in the field and and to that degree um they've probably made a a wise decision Mm. all right now the over the course of the week, we've heard the Davison brothers are going to team together at Erebus. Now, William, you went back into the archives, and and although Todd and Rick Kelly are the only V8 supercar brothers that have raced, you found quite a few other brothers that have been to the mountain before, and in fact, uh, two of them, with a very famous name, have uh, tasted the ultimate success. That's true, and it was actually a punter on Twitter that put, that sort of pulled me up because if if you caught that article early when it came out, you'll notice that those two brothers, who are, of course David and Jeff Brabham, who won the 1997 two-liter Bathurst 1000, weren't actually on the list. So, um, so, so lucky, lucky there's someone out there reading that caught that one. But it's it's interesting to think that. I, I didn't, again, I didn't double-check this, but I'm pretty sure more father and son combinations have actually raced together at Bathurst than there are brothers. So what what we'll see this year with the two Davison boys pairing up, and again, uh, that's a family that has such a rich heritage in Australian motorsport. It's such a rare thing, it's such a rare thing to see. It, it is, and uh, it it makes for good copy. And also it's going to be interesting to see how Alex handles the uh, AMG Erebus car because he's such a talented driver and in the 
couple of attempts he's had in V8 supercars previously, he hasn't been able to be, you know, the the shining light like his brother Will has. But he he's not going to be in a completely foreign atmosphere because he'll be racing with a, a lot of the people he was involved with at Stone Brothers, John. Yeah, that's exactly right. And at the end of the day, uh, Alex is a very, very good racer. I mean, arguably, he's been very unlucky, um, I guess, to, to lose his drive um, on, on both occasions um, in, in, in recent years. Uh, and I think pairing up with, with Will and, and the attention that they will get as a, as a famous racing family, as a strong brother combination... Uh, they they could be um, you know re- they could really help elevate um, Erebus into a position where uh, they could be in the the running for the for the race win uh, because that that is on paper uh, a very strong uh, driver and co-driver lineup for these endurance endurance events and and um, Alex has plenty of experience uh, he's probably one of, he's probably one of the most experienced co-drivers. Um, out there in terms of his uh, full-time championship experience, and uh, they'll they'll put on a really good show, provided they've got the car to do it. Um, come enduro season, they'll be quite difficult to beat. It's it's going to be interesting too to see how Erebus go. They've had a win, William, but they still haven't got sponsors knocking down their door. No, that's very unfortunate. I was actually putting together an article today that will run on speedtv.com.au later this week, talking looking at the um, fortunes of the various marks heading into Pukekohe. And as I was um, writing up the Erebus section of that, it occurred to me that hadn't in the past week since Winton, we haven't seen a big press release crowing about team signing new sponsor to rescue them from potential oblivion off the back of their Winton win. And that's really disappointing to see. You would think that such a um, such a high profile team owner such as Betty Clemenko. It's such a wonderful story. It's one of the highest rating stories on online. I know for News Limited, whenever whenever her cars do well, the the um, James Phelps story from last year, telling her story of her life and her struggles, and um, it it always ends up back at the most top of the most read section. And you you would think someone with that sort of profile would be and a team that has had success now and hopefully um, heading into the rest of the season will be able to continually run at or at or at least near the front of the field would be able to attract a commercial background. I guess it just shows just how tough a sell V8 supercars still is in the sponsorship market. Mm. Yes, and uh, uh, I won't ask you this question, William, because uh, I don't want to get you in trouble, but John Bannon, <laughs> we we do have to wrap it up here. And uh, talking about V8 supercars and marketing, and, and obviously they like to they like to play up the uh, ferocity and the anger, but uh, if you find someone $15,000, $10,000 suspended for comments you make in, uh, in the course of a television coverage, is it right that then the television coverage, ergo the series, then starts using it as part of their promos? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's an interesting point, isn't it? Um, and, and very well made, Craig. I, I think it's a shame in general that that uh, any sort of I think opinion is stifled. I think, in, in fairness, V8 supercars are very good allowing their drives to have their say and have their opinions. Certainly compared to the the football code, so. 
uh, often, I guess, media manage um, their, their players uh, so carefully, um, almost to the point of being scripted. But, uh, I, you know, I can, I can understand that, you know, uh, people get frustrated when, when, when comments are made off the cuff and, you know, they, they offend people or broadcasters or whoever. But at the end of the day, I think, isn't that what we want? I mean, why do people, why do people think uh, Dave Reynolds is a, a breath of fresh air in the V8 Supercar paddock? Because he actually says stuff that's different and interesting. Uh, and, and I think, you know, if a driver is frustrated after he's got out of his car because he's got a, a penalty, let, let him have a spray. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. It, people are talking about it. If it was boring, we wouldn't be talking about it now. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all very well, I'll give, give them a fine, but they're actually doing good for the sport. It's just sometimes people don't see that. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? And uh, uh, it just, well, maybe it's my warped sense of humour. just thought it was a bit funny. Because uh, in the football codes, if the matter has uh, led to a penalty, uh, you can't use it in advertising. You can use it as news and, and using it in that context, but you can't then uh, put it up as part of the package of come out and watch about supercar racing for this. Um, so an interesting problem, which, William, I don't want to get you into any sort of trouble by raising it, unless you really want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to enough. I definitely have an opinion on what you just said, but it's probably best that I don't share it. Yes. Well, we're looking forward to Pukekohe in New Zealand, and, uh, of course, you can watch it at 10 a.m. in the morning on Anzac Day or at a far more reasonable time on speed. Exactly, and in high definition, don't forget, Craig. How could I when I've got you there to remind <laughs> me? VRX magazine is on sale now. John, another fantastic article from you as well. Oh, thanks, Craig. Yeah, had a had a couple in there, but um, no, there's, we've got a big uh, Holden uh, edition um, celebrating uh, 25 years of Holden, so uh, make sure you... You pick that up uh, if you particularly. Uh, I encourage everyone, but particularly if you're a Holden fan, because uh, there's uh, lots of good uh, stories there, and uh, we've got one in there on on young Nick Perkett, and uh, and I guess we'll we'll see how he fares this season and uh, and this weekend as well, and in terms of those other young guns, the uh, Scott McLaughlin's and Chaz Mostert's and the like. Mm. All right, the white flag lap is up next here on the V8 Insiders. Thanks very much to the both of you joining us here on V8 Insiders. Thanks, Craig. Cheers, Craig. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. This week on the Munro Shock Absorbers White Flag Lap, Mark Winterbottom talks about racing in Brazil and how the opportunity came about. Yeah, come about. Um, Manu is the engineer on uh, on that car, and um, they had an international race, pretty well the same as what the Gold Coast format was that we had two years ago. And um, they looked around the world, and Manu was pushing for for me to go over. So it was um, yeah, it was pretty well just just through the engineer and. They all wanted open-wheeler drivers because they thought, you know, the open-wheeler guys would be a lot quicker. But, um, yeah, it was really good. It was good to get there and actually race against different people and 
see where you're at on a like on a, on a different scale, I guess, different drivers, different car, and um, yeah, it was good. It was good to actually do a good job. So then he and made him feel better yeah. about choosing and, and pushing for you. So uh, and also coming from Australia costs a lot more money. So to get a V8 guy costs more money than getting a guy from America or um, or Europe. So he had to justify the spend to get you there for the plane ticket and um, putting you in the lead car for their team. So it was mm. yeah, it's a fair bit going on, but eventually everyone agreed and. It was good. Good result. A lot of talk about the race weekend format and particularly the changes they made to practice and qualifying. Can you talk us through what the Brazilian race weekend was like for you as a driver? Uh, yeah, they don't they don't do corporate appearances. They don't do autograph sessions. It's it's pretty much roll up to the track eight thirty nine o'clock, put your suit on, walk straight into the car, you drive. Um, the sessions were about forty minutes long, which was which was really good. Um, hop out of the car, debrief in partly English, partly Portuguese, and then uh, get in the motorhome, eat, come back to another session, debrief, go and eat. It's a it's a pretty uh, relaxed lifestyle over there. And when I explained to them that what do I do? Do I do an autograph session? They they looked at me and thought I was silly. So it's completely different to how they do it over here. But at the same time, we get massive amounts of fans, and they don't. So it obviously works, but um completely different way to go racing very relaxed we go to uh, Auckland next and we're going to see a race on Anzac Day as an Australian what does it mean to race on Anzac Day it's good it's um, you know, it's one of the big the big days on our national calendar and one that we're all you know everyone's got a story about it so you want to probably take that fight into the racetrack and that's um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fitting that it's at Pukekohe and we've got Kiwis that are going really strong we've got Aussies that are going really strong and although we're battling each other we're, we battle together and that's sort of what Anzac Day sort of was so um, yeah I think it's really good I think it's, it's it's good to have those big days and it's good that we're now part of it you know we see the footy and, and, and so many other codes have a big day on Anzac Day and it's pretty fitting that we um, you know, we should do it as well. That's all we have time for us. The Checker Flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.